This episode of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast is sponsored by Matriarch Creative Solutions. Matriarch Creative Solutions provides creative business strategies and support tools for Black women and femme creators, entrepreneurs, and professionals. The Matriarch Toolbox includes project management, event management, systems creation, project planning, idea incubation, accountability coaching, and even custom solutions to meet your unique needs. To learn more about how Matriarch Creative Solutions can support you, visit them online at wearematriarch.co. That's wearematriarch.co. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Are you a black girl quarter? We get into the shame of being black, femme, and messy and the disrespect for domestic labor. Then Ottawa University goes private on Twitter after a racist moment in black hair. And it's Black History Month. Let the institutional capping begin. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. What is up? Nothing's up. Nothing's up. You know, just <laughs> living my life in a blizzard during a pandemic. You know, a whole entire blizzard, yo. <laughs> a whole entire blizzard. I want to know why in these times it seems like the warnings in New York for a blizzard are different than the warnings they used to be when we was kids. Like, did they stop doing cautionary shit? Like, they would just send us to school before. And now it's like the whole city needs to be on, like, alert in a way that I'm I'm just not used to. I think technology is just different. So we're able to communicate. Oh, so they can say more things to us? Yeah, like, they're able to communicate faster. You get those phone alerts. Oh, uh, okay. I think the mayor usually tells the school chancellor, okay, we're shutting down the schools. Mm-hmm. And maybe they, I don't know, email wasn't like it was. I don't know. I just feel mm-hmm. like maybe how we communicated was different. So it took way okay. longer, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That's all I could come up with. I don't know what they was doing in the 90s. No idea. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I am co-working today. So if you hear anybody in the background talking, that is my co-working partner talking. So forgive that. And um, we're in a blizzard. So you might hear snow plows on my end. That that too is yeah. Yeah, also it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's the whole so, thing popping off. It's going over down. Here. So it's there going is down. that. But you for your fridge and shit is stocked with food and stuff. Like you're good, right? Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I stay with food in my fridge. Like I don't usually, but I I feel I feel oddly prepared. I feel oddly <laughs> prepared. My fridge has been. I run out of something. I put it back on my list. I get it. Yeah. I have it delivered. I'm like, yeah. all right. My this is. Uh, I go food shopping every week. This is good. Yeah, I keep. Yes. Food in there. Yeah. Likewise, it's a bizarre feeling. I'm not used to living like this. This is a new <laughs> thing. This is all new territory for me this is like new style oh quarantine gosh. behavior having fruit in the fridge and shit it's a whole new era okay because i don't hear about a blizzard until it's already blizzarding and then it's like there have been warnings about this for days, for days. and i just i'm just tapped out so usually i'm in a panic like oh shit i don't have any food i guess i'll just ride it out you know and, and bread hope and for milk the best. i need to get some bread, bread. bread i gotta milk. get the bread and the milk the bread and the milk and just ride it out but yeah no i i actually have food in here so i'm actually okay so i feel pretty good pretty good about myself so that's good welcome to tea with queen and jay we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and this is tea with queen and jay and that was nice 
We would love to hear from you. Use our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ on all the social meds. We also like when you use the hashtag Podden as well. If you are not following us on social meds already, something is wrong and we want you to fix that. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Follow us there. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Other ways that we love to hear from you is through T-mail. Send us T-mail at TWithQueenAJ at gmail.com. You can send us comments, questions, feedback, silly things, serious things, concerns. You can check us. All of that stuff you can do in our T-mail and we love it. That's right. Each week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass black joy. Queen, do you have libations this week or are we doing joint libations? I actually have one. Okay. I'm going to pour libations for Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) Yeah. The timing. I always, they're like the phantom cookies. Like you can catch them and you can catch them. Mm -hmm. You have to know a girl who's selling them in New York. You have to know about Girl Scouts usually attached to schools. So you have to know Mm -hmm. if the Girl Scout is in the school that's selling the It's just always a fucking thing. Hopefully someone at the job has the Girl Scout cookie hookup and you can get them. Mm-hmm. And we're in a pandemic. So all of that shit that usually mm-hmm. goes down so we can get them, it can't happen. But, you know, we've mm-hmm. been finding links to order Girl Scout cookies that's online. Right. I recently got mine for this week. I ordered four boxes. Have you delved yes. into Girl Scout cookies? I have. Yes, yes. My black auntie neighbor sent me a link for some <laughs> black child and I ordered from that black child and oh I gosh. immediately regretted not ordering more because they're so scarce that it's like nice if the super comes to do something or whatever when in the rare instance that that happens in yeah building, that is a right? nice offering. but it's a yeah it's like because I'm not we not in the next building I'm not giving you a tip <laughs> um but because my apartment like come on I rarely see you but you know, a box of cookies, <laughs> something cute. That would be nice. Mm-hmm, so I, did, I nice do regret not that's getting right. more for stuff like that. Yeah, it's currency in that, yo, for real. There is, because they are a real commodity. Facts. Go if ahead, you sorry. have yet to order your Girl Scout cookies, put your order in. The Yours came pretty quickly, right? I yeah, mine came later, mad though. quick. I mm-hmm. came away with a link from, I'm just going to, I don't know the woman, but I'm assume she was a black auntie on Twitter who was like, this little mm-hmm. black girl didn't make her go. Can y'all order some of her cookies? And then I, I was know. like, it's a black girl. Ain't and I like these cookies. We already know what kind of cookies they are. We already know exactly what we want. We already know we want them. They sell themselves. Yes. They sell so, themselves. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I got my cookies. And they came really, really quickly. And now I'm happy with all these cookies and shit. So I don't, I don't have to buy snacks for a while, which is cool. But yeah, support libations this. to Girl Scout cookies, all the black girl, Girl Scouts, all the... Hmm. They need to get a little gender, you know, get that together. Mm-hmm. But all the scouts, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. libations to them good ass cookies. What up? you pouring libations for this week, Jay? I want to pour libations for everybody who can go pantsless on a Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Everybody who has the unique skill of being able to sit in a Zoom meeting with no pants uh-huh. on okay. and not forget and not accidentally move their camera and not get up right quick, forgetting that they're on yeah, camera. I, I can't skill. do it. I don't have that I just that put skill. pants on. Yeah. I put pants on no matter what, unless it's just me and you doing yeah, exactly. our little, like, whatever meeting. stuff, yeah. Yes. Anything else, I'm putting pants on, whether you see them or not, because I'm going to forget. I'm going to get too comfortable. Yep. I'm going to get up, 
my camera's gonna move Hennessy's gonna jump on me out the blue or something's <laughs> gonna happen next thing you know my panties are freaking in the zoom yeah, and I have, I have you shorts. can't come back from that I have zoom shorts and zoom, zoom pants like we're gonna put these good, on okay so that's good um, that way my legs could still kind of be free right but um i yeah nah i can't do the it's a skill it is it's a skill and i just want to pull libations to everybody who has the self-control <laughs> the awareness the level of consistent that's what i don't awareness. have i don't have consistent right. awareness Mm-mm. right so yeah libations to y'all libations to y'all you deserve here are your flowers okay <laughs> we want to make sure we do that now uh we also want to pour joint libations yes for rod and karen over at the black guy who tips podcast Mm -hmm. we were on their podcast last week it's episode 2265 where are the white fathers where are they (laughs) the black guy who tips is exclusively on spotify so you can click the link in the show notes if you want to listen to that episode of us hanging out with rod and karen yeah that was it was really it was fun it was fun when i listened back to the episode i was like we was on that long i didn't even realize it because it was like Mm -hmm. Hanging out with Only reason I know this is because I don't have a proper eating schedule, and so I was starving. <laughs> but <laughs> I was ravenous, but that was my fault. But yeah, but no, I had yeah. a great time. You gotta I stop doing that. Kicking friend. it with them. <laughs> I know. You need to I'm eat. So You're not a plant. You can't do photosynthesis. You can't. Oh you my gosh, eat. it's such a struggle for me to get it together. It's eat. such a struggle. But yeah. So those are libations. Queen, tell folks how they can support T with Queen and J podcast. We know that we are in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure everybody takes care of themselves first. Take care of you first. Yes. And once you got all your bases covered, here's how you can support T with Queen and J podcast. Yep. So you can go to our website, twithqueenandj.com, slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options two our first option is our paypal option and that's where you can put however much you want in a pot however many times you want there is no commitment there and then our second option is our patreon option and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment we are asking for two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less that is up to you but we like to give options other ways that you can support that are non-monetary but equal in value we appreciate them just as much is by sharing this podcast on all social media all social meets tell a friend rate this podcast review us on apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to us all on places you listen to, to us hit that star that heart say some good shit about it we love that and those are all things that you can do to help t with queen and j grow that's right our amazon wishlist links are also in the show notes if you'd like to send us love that way though we understand that amazon is the axis of evil so please don't feel pressured to do that shit Mm -hmm. if you'd like to sponsor t with queen and j podcast if you'd like to advertise with us if you'd like to hear your ad on t with queen and j t-mail us at t with queen and j at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism dismantling white supremacy in the workplace womanism black feminism podcasting black hair or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team send us your email at t with queen and j at gmail.com queen i know we have some donation libations this week yeah we got a paypal donation from denise and denise says thank you for all you do for the community you and I, T-Y, <laughs> been challenging. I read it as community, T-Y. 
Commune. Commune and I T Y. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Okay, never mind. They've been channeling Queen Latifah, so that's why they did all of that. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that, Denise. Mm-hmm. Back to what they said. Buy some snacks. Kick back and chill. You deserve it. From one black woman to two others, please know you are appreciated, loved, and supported. Way too many times than we can count. We are all we got. May the ancestors continue to bless you. Thank you, Denise. Yes. I like Thank that. You so I that much, in my, my um, blood chamber. <laughs> yes okay all right where is that exactly my heart i just was being robotic oh. about it because i don't like to be like emo okay <laughs> we also have new patreon subscribers check us out on patreon we post bonus content on there we do a new bonus episode every month we actually did not do one for january so we're gonna do two in february, february. so look out for that happy black kids to be month y'all and that's right i think we're gonna release this one one this week on the wendy williams lifetime movie, movie biopic right biopic, biopic and, and a docu- documentary. documentary we're gonna talk about both yeah that's right so we're gonna talk about wendy and all of that good shit on this week's bonus episode so definitely be sure to check that out and if you are patreon you'll get an alert in your email when that one drops our new patreon subscribers yep. are Rayshana, lou anthony rachel or raquel victor edith and either annika or anika oh actually edith and annika or anika upped their pledge so thank you thank you so much Mm -hmm. i also separate from patreon i also wanted to read a new year's card from Dion. dion thank you dion let's see dion's penmanship by the way flawless Dion, you gotta tell us if you if you freehanded this or if you had this printed on this card. Cause I mean, this is really perfect. Like it's lined <laughs> up perfectly. It looks computer generated. I don't know. What's the truth? We wanna know. <laughs> Dion says, Dear Queen and Jay, I hope you'll be able to thrive and find peace in the new year. I also want to invite you to use the previous page as a reminder to take a moment when you need it. And then the previous page it says, Take a breath, let it go. Take another breath, let it go. Take a long breath and release the tension from your shoulders. Everybody should do that actually right now, right? Did you take a breath? Did you do it? All right. Cut this card in half and use it as a sign, a bookmark, or any other nifty idea. You got this. With grace and compassion, Dion. Thank you so much, Dion. We appreciate you. We appreciate that reminder. Happy 2021. We affirm all good things for all of y'all, yo. Word. So, are you ready to get into the show? (laughs) (laughs) I am. Yes, let's get into the show. All right, 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 all right. Right, Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking, I brought like this hibiscus, like iced tea thing. Mm. And then I added some sparkling water in it. Um, It's like, it's an iced tea. So it's like, you know, like a little, I guess a fresco, whatever like the fuck they do at. Nice. um, What's that place? Starbucks. But yeah, you know. So, okay, fancy. That's what I'm drinking. You know, I gotta treat yourself. You gotta treat you. yourself. I can't go outside like that and do the thing. So, gotta I'm trying to figure it. out ways to do that. You know, you you got your what's that shit you got that you love? New fancy coffee pot. Oh, my Keurig. Yeah, you have a Keurig, and I figure coffee out ways maker. to make cute, fun mm-hmm. tea and shit. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of tea are you drinking, Jay? Okay, so today I'm drinking the ultimate concoction. 
Okay. Oh, I got That's a whole, here. I made myself a whole latte up in here. I made myself a turmeric apple cider vinegar latte what with oat fuck? milk. Yup. Yup. Apple cider vinegar. Cause I was feeling a little bit gassy. So apple cider vinegar, oat milk, ginger. What, what did that taste turmeric, like? Honey. I add the honey, the honey made it pop, and then I put a little bit of lemon in there. It's still, it is still it sounds healthy. You don't, it sounds like it tastes healthy. You know how you it can does taste, taste healthy, <laughs> right? Yeah, it does taste healthy, but the edge is taken off by honey. I may have put too much, uh-huh. but I took the edge off with honey and the oat milk. That helps to cut some of that, like yeah, intense. Like this is a healthy this, drink kind of situation. Mm, gotcha. Because usually I'll drink most of that stuff without the oat milk. Put some cayenne pepper in it and just have like a shot of that with uh-huh. hot water, of course. Yeah, y'all yeah. don't drink ACV raw mm-hmm. and have just like a hot a shot of that. But that's been I've been off that for a while because after a while the taste of that acv if you're taking it it just gets to be like monotonous and you don't want it in your fucking mouth but i needed it today so i made a whole latte that part i made it a whole latte and you know i feel very special you know just just sounds clean all right yeah (laughs) all right what are your pronouns she her what are your pronouns she her they them and separate from my pronouns i am not a lady Queen, what are you affirming for she yourself? She is week? not a lady. This hey. I had to do that. They, they be right. coming. They be coming. Um, sorry. Go ahead, friend. I was asking what your affirmations are. Oh, I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I am self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I'm well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body popping. and mind are healthy. Healthy. And I am stunting on these holes and will continue to do that forever and ever i say yes only to the activities that are healthy for my mind body and emotional well-being i courageously protect my happiness i have romance and intimacy that fulfills my needs and i i will always affirm that we will have a continued safe either reopening or reclosing or whatever standards we need to help us healthily get through this pandemic and i affirm that 2021 will still be fruitful and abundant and abundance for everyone mm-hmm. that is still what i affirm for myself and for everyone who listens to tea with queen and jack i love it thank you what are you affirming for yourself I affirm per huge a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm rest. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. I am energized. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I manage my schedule seamlessly and achieve everything on my to-do list and complete all projects successfully without trauma. I affirm productive therapy, healthy romantic relationships without Mm -hmm. a whole lot of fucking exhausting fucking double fucking labor none of that shit yo i affirm men especially (laughs) because men ain't nobody got time for that i affirm around the clock home health care services for my grandmother Mm -hmm. and i affirm liberation and power to all the people yes all of the affirmations you see see how she said all the people and not just some of the yes all the people y'all all the people love it all right 
Yes. So I was on the internet one day last week because that's where I'll be hanging out. What else can I do right now? And I noticed that the internet was trying to, maybe they were, my timeline wasn't dragging, Mm -hmm. but the internet was trying, Twitter specifically was starting to drag Kim Forster off of Harriet for mm-hmm. saying that she had a housekeeper or someone who who cleans her house. And it was like, mm-hmm. in a pandemic, I thought you were anti-capitalist. You know, like all of this stuff that's this, right. this weird projection of like, I don't get how you got all of these other things out of her. Making a joke, she actually just posted mm-hmm. a meme of like, you ever seen that goofy meme? And it's like a, a girl's house and her house is a hot mess. And he's like, you live like this? Mm-hmm. So she jokingly posted that and was like, this is what my housekeeper thinks when they're going to come tomorrow. Some shit making a joke she's just playing and people just started projecting all of this weird shit onto her somebody compared having a housekeeper to slavery yes which is have you heard of slavery intense have you heard of slavery before intense comparison yeah have you heard of slavery Mm -hmm. before Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so i did see a few tweets of her kind of reacting just like yo but like what the fuck like slavery mm-hmm. <laughs> like right calm right. down and you stuff like that i didn't really follow the whole conversation on twitter mm-hmm. i didn't want to divulge or follow like all of the hate that was coming her way although mm-hmm. i did agree with what she was saying so i didn't follow it too much on twitter but i do i follow her on youtube so then i saw that she was doing a live and the title for her live was i got dragged on twitter because i'm a hoarder let discuss mm-hmm. so that's what made me click because i'm like oh this must be related to what i saw earlier so it made me click and i started watching it and it was just like wow this is good so then i you know hit up the peoples in the group chat and was like yo here's what's happening right now like it was making mm-hmm. me feel good so it was like i wanted other people to feel right. good it's like yo mm-hmm. y'all should check this out and then you started watching and um i'm gonna pass it to you yeah i thought well first i think i want to say i think that kimberly foster of for harry we've actually had her on the show yeah. on this past summer we just had a conversation with her about her work and all that mm-hmm. good stuff so check that out but i think that there is so the the dragging included a few different components there was a conversation about like why are you hiring a housekeeper period right mm-hmm. like like who do you no, think you, you are no one, uh, essentially right who do you who think do you, you think are to you hire are? a housekeeper yes why are you telling us that you can afford to hire a housekeeper like Mm -hmm. what kind of weird flex is that during a pandemic i think some of that came from people not liking her and i think a lot of it has to do with her perceived and she actually talks about this in the video but her perceived class yes perceived i think people put ideas on her based on the way that she talks based on the way that she presents yeah because i had actually seen somebody the previous week somebody was dragging her well not dragging her but somebody said something shady to her on a post that she did about a vibrator she was just talking about having a vibrator and they were accusing her of like appropriating whole culture whole culture and it was like um and this really mocking way right and it just felt like the assumption is that someone like her would not typically talk about self-pleasure or masturbation and so like Mm -hmm. why are you doing it now like somebody who talks like you somebody who went to harvard like you somebody who's as smart as you or whatever so i think people put a lot of shit on her in particular i was gonna say that kind of personality but that kind of personality exists in a lot of different spaces so i'll say her Mm -hmm. in particular as a front-facing dark-skinned black woman who like runs her own kind of like media business i don't consider her dark skin okay that's fine i consider her dark skin mm-hmm. so as that kind of person 
I think there's a lot of hate placed on her that I don't think that we would see placed on other people or would be placed on them in, you know, different kind of ways or whatever. So I thought that that was interesting. I did think the conversation about like people are really sensitive about who has what, like who has extra money to spend Mm -hmm. at this time. Yeah. So while I thought the way that they were talking about her and that was really problematic in a lot of ways, I think that, and she mentioned this as well in her video, which we'll link in the show notes, mm-hmm. but I saw the value and I understood the point that like, it's a lot of people struggling right now and everybody don't want to hear about all of these extra services that you can afford for yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I do think that certain domestic work and domestic work in general should be normalized yeah, sure. and that it's not criminal and it doesn't have to be this luxurious thing to hire someone to support you in domestic work Mm -hmm. I do think there's value in the conversation about like this is a really hard time for a lot of people and like nobody a a lot of people don't want to hear about what you can afford to do in this time when so many people are suffering right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just like this is a this is a strange time and I think it requires us to do like just an extra level of checking before we share certain things like I went to dinner and I was outside like like bundled up in my coat eating outside or whatever having like a a good dinner we were under heat lamps and stuff I was like cold you know but Mm -hmm. I was having a good time I wanted to be outside or whatever and to me there was some humor in like sitting outside bundled up with my hood on and shit like that Mm -hmm. eating eating a meal and I'm like yeah this is the the post would have been yeah this is totally normal sitting outside in the freezing cold like eating a meal on 125th or whatever for me this is a a rare thing that I wouldn't do because I don't like the cold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if I want to eat, I would just eat inside somewhere. Whatever. This is this is out of the out of the realm of like what's normal for me. But people out there are houseless people that eat outside in the freezing cold every winter season. Like that's not a that's not an abnormal thing for lots of people. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of when we are posting and sharing things, remembering that everybody comes from a different life experience yeah. and something that I think is cute and ironic could actually be a result of my class privilege. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And exactly. that I think is an extra thing that we need to pay attention to. Because your norms could be different based on your, yes. on your class. Your norms could be completely right. different based on the class Absolutely. that you're in. So it's not that people are flaunting or like, you know, whatever. Because I mm-hmm. understand being like, okay, nobody want to hear this. Because that's how I felt about Cardi and her bag. Right. But that was like an $84,000 bag, which is completely right. different than like a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is important to understand that there are different norms based on your class you know right and yeah. i think that that's a part of dismantling these systems yes which i know that kimberly is committed to doing we're committed to doing yeah like being aware that we're all different and being aware yeah of our individual like class privilege and how certain things could land yes. based on that yep. class privilege mm-hmm. so i thought that that was an important conversation the rest of it was really absurd and I think it really it unveiled a lot of things how much we don't respect domestic labor domestic yeah. work at all it's just supposed like to they be compared this it to slavery. Thing. Yeah. Domestic work, paid work to Whoa. enslavement. Right. It's work. Yeah. It's work to clean your home. It's mm-hmm. work to do your laundry. It's work to like wash your dishes or like what organize, it's file, also, whatever. It's also because those are things that are generally if you're if you're thinking gendered and who does what, you don't mm-hmm. value the things that women generally do. 
So right. it's like there's no value in any of those things. So like if she, mm-hmm. you know, like if she was saying her car was being fixed, then it'd be like, oh, you need your car fixed. And there's value in that kind of work of like someone that's still service work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there's still value in that because that's something that men generally do. But if it's like right. laundry or my house being cleaned, then it's like that kind of work is just not valued at all. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, why don't you just do it yourself? You wouldn't say that to someone who was some other service job. You wouldn't be like, why don't you? You can't figure out how to fix your car. You know, like you right. get what I'm saying, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a thing where like even when that work is being done for other people, mm-hmm. like a woman doing that kind of labor for the family that she lives with. Yeah. Right. It's always assumed that it takes nothing. It means nothing. nothing. It wasn't a lot to do. It's not worth. It should be easy. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. And so I think that that's that has a lot to do with the way that we talk about having that work outsourced or the people who engage in that work. You know what I mean? Like the implication that it's a job that should not exist. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what it sounded like a lot of them were saying. Like it should not exist that someone can be hired to clean Clean anything in your home Mm -hmm. or organize or whatever. Like that position as a hireable skill should not like it should not exist yeah you know there were people Mm -hmm. who were saying that and then there were people we'll get to the ableism of of the conversation Mm -hmm. later but Mm -hmm. i don't know i just thought it was really fucking weird in addition to the way that we devalue domestic labor it also kind of highlighted the well i guess this is a part of like undervaluing it but thinking that we don't that everyday people right that people of i'm gonna talk about myself because me and kimberly Mm -hmm. are in two different financial brackets right so Mm -hmm. at myself as a lower income person that I don't deserve to be able to hire someone to come into my home and clean or that I don't deserve to be able to have someone else do my laundry Mm -hmm. or take on tasks that are domestic. Like these are things that, and I've heard other people kind of say this and do this. Like I've spoken to people who are like drowning in the tasks that exist in their home Mm -hmm. and being able to manage their family and the laundry for their family and making sure that, you know, dishes are clean and all things that need to get done for the, the household to function effectively efficiently smoothly and and still give you time to spend quality time with your family and make sure that you know niggas is thinking straight and shit like that all valuable things to get done there's this shame attached to hiring someone else to do that shit it's like you should be able to do it unless you're filthy rich and like how dare you like outsource help yeah. Um, as if there's some there's some and this is also the trick of like slavery the trick of like oppressed groups doing free labor in a, in a lot of instances yeah. we talk about domestic labor we're talking about women or whoever is assumed to have this kind of quote-unquote subservient role yeah. in a space we associate domestic labor with subservience it's all this shit that ends up being like conflated and tied together the morality of it is that there's supposed to be some sort of like self-value and morality and dignity yes in me doing this work on my own yep Like we attach dignity in me being able to keep the cleanest, most organized, tidy home. Yeah. Some dignity in me doing my own laundry. Dignity in all of these things that I feel like in this colonized society is directly tied to folks being able to exploit people for free labor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And in, in the ways that Christianity was used to say like... 
like Christianity is also often tied to this like free labor. They used it to make it seem like slavery was okay and Mm -hmm. there's value and there's moral good to this free shit that you do, this free labor and you should just kind of like grin and bear it and you will get some good on the fucking other side. Like I feel like domestic labor and shit is tied to that. Mm -hmm. And so there's shame associated with us not doing that shit ourselves. Yes. And And also to add to what you're saying, you don't deserve the extra help. You don't deserve these things until you Mm -hmm. are like rich because now your time is more valuable so you you should be you know what i mean and it's just like no everyone's time is equally valuable you don't get special time value Mm -hmm. when it comes to your life because you're now rich Mm -hmm. or millionaire or whatever that's not no that's not fair everyone's time Mm -hmm. is equally valuable and if you are a person who can pay someone to outsource something so that you can now have a little more time for yourself there's nothing wrong with that no matter what class bracket you are in you deserve that everyone Mm -hmm. deserves that and the fact that we think that only certain people deserve that and if they engage and that it's because they actually worked hard before maybe or they did all of these things so they deserve to now like not do their own laundry and shit like that when in fact we all deserve Mm -hmm. to be able to Mm -hmm. outsource these things i would say even more so working class people for the amount of hours that they fucking put in they deserve to mm-hmm. maybe be able to outsource these things, you know? Right. So I just wanted to add that piece to it, too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And to me, it's a different conversation when we acknowledge the fact that a lot of domestic workers here in the U.S. are made up of marginalized groups of people. Yeah. Right. It's important that we acknowledge that and that that class, quote unquote, class structure is based on a system of white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism that we live under. Right. So in New York, for example, there are a lot of nannies who are immigrant folks who are paid off the books yes oftentimes in manhattan you will see black women and other women of color pushing white babies and strollers and shit like that Mm -hmm. and whether those women i know that there are there are women who do that work who are being compensated in ways that we would think was appropriate as people who want to dismantle the system Mm -hmm. and we know that there are women who are being taken advantage of yes and that all goes back to this white supremacist patriarchal structure so i think that that is a conversation to be had that does not mean that the work that they are doing is not valuable needed work Mm -hmm. that does not mean that we should not all have access to be able to like outsource those things yeah. is one of those things is is that it, it shouldn't be conflated is what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm yes. saying like a black yeah, woman hiring help and appropriately compensating folks to do domestic labor in her home should not be equated to somebody taking advantage of, of a person some, of color yeah. who's in a, a tight yeah. spot a tough mm-hmm. situation and working yep. off the books and not being compensated appropriately like those two things are not the same they're not the same and let's be for real Mm -hmm. we don't really hold the people accountable who actually do that who actually are taking advantage of domestic workers who actually are you know like we Mm -hmm. people who are trying to dismantle yeah sure but let's be for real when the rich people are doing things we just think that they're able to just do whatever they want to do it's like well they're Mm -hmm. rich 
or like you know like whatever and it's like we're not really holding them accountable to how they do things like i bet if there was like to ever be like a nannies coming together to make to put together a union i'm sure mad people are not going to jump up in support of those women either you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. like let's not act like we actively try to make sure that those people aren't taken advantage of either we just Mm -hmm. we just let that be the system and that's why you assume everyone who has some kind of mm. domestic work is happening, you assume that they're being taken advantage of because you just accept that that's just what it is and what it's supposed to be. And that's why you say mm-hmm. silly shit like slavery right? when someone clearly calls someone a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are things that I think that we come into the conversation knowing. The reason why this particular video blew my mind is because we were watching a black woman yes. who people would assume, quote unquote, has, has it, it all together. together talk about her challenges with being a hoarder, which is a challenging word for me because when we think about hoarders... Everyone thinks of that show. The, <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks of the show hoarders and you're thinking of like dead animals in their home. You're thinking of like yeah. like filth kind of like you know yeah. like We're you drink juice and half a cup of things. juice has been sitting on the counter yeah for fucking four months yeah. it's a certain kind of nastiness that is associated with hoarderism mm-hmm. and we are basically under the about umbrella accumulating hoarder just right under the umbrella umbrella of hoarder yeah. in, includes people who right just maybe accumulate too much stuff yes you don't have to be a quote-unquote nasty, nasty person, person or, yeah they don't have to be you don't have to have mice or rodents or shit like that yes. but just somebody who accumulates a lot of stuff has trouble managing that stuff yeah part of a part of the accumulation it could be elements of not knowing when to get rid of things how to get rid of things or whatever or yeah. it could be other things like at play so that's what we're talking about when we use that language and then also i want to insert that a lot of times when um i'm thinking of people who come from poverty kind of backgrounds so you might want to accumulate stuff because you come from a place where there wasn't stuff so now like you have stuff so i think it's important for us to think of when we see that show hoarders we just generally think it's just like some nasty dirty person who doesn't know how to throw stuff away we don't Mm -hmm. there's no there's usually no Mm -hmm. backstory there's usually no like you know what i'm saying like because i know of people who who um and i've had this conversation i think on instagram once and i was like when because i'm a person who likes to purge and get rid of stuff and whatever Mm. whatever so usually when i bring it up there's always someone who's like but i come from this background and i don't i'm like and i'm i'm not talking to you because i can totally understand because i come from those backgrounds as well so like Mm -hmm. i think it's important for us to like what you're already doing is just add context to that like that Mm -hmm. word hoarder can become very loaded because a lot of people's perception is that fucking show right <laughs> you know right, so i just wanted to add right, that right yeah. yeah but there are people who have too much stuff it's hard to organize like can't wrap hard their head manage. around yeah hard it's just hard to manage it's a different experience for them like we have all have a different relationship with stuff yeah with organizing with cleaning with things like that or whatever so it blew my mind especially as black people and as black women to yes. see a black woman openly talk about yes. being a hoarder Same. right or what again as somebody who can relate to her experience what people would call like a messy person Mm-hmm. just messy yeah. right yeah so yeah so that blew my fucking mind so basically she she in the video she talks about 
uh, her experience with hoarding and that she just is usually living like in mess. You know, she has a yeah. lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. She's living in yeah, mess. Her car was, is a mess. She like, was a little kid her... with a messy book bag. Yes. Like, like yes. she kind of brought you through her life. Like I was a kid with a messy book bag and then mm-hmm. I was a kid with the messy, the person with the messy, the messy car, car the right. dorm room and the, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think as black women, we don't talk about that shit because we're not allowed to talk about that shit. And usually as black people, if you are that kind of person, you were also raised with shame about being that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? So like Mm -hmm. you were raised that like it's what you're doing is not okay, and you should feel ashamed of it. And yeah, there's something's wrong. You are messy. You should be embarrassed. There's something something wrong wrong. here. Yada, yada, yada. And the burden of, you know, clean up your mess. Like, it's very rare that somebody would help me. Oh, so also, hi, connecting with this everyone, because I'm also a hoarder. I'm also that person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's very rare that anybody's like, okay, let me help you get. As an adult, I have had friends say, hey, do you want me to come and help you or whatever? As adults and friends and people who see you like and understand what's happening with you. But as a kid, our parents felt like, yo, you need to learn how to clean up your mess. Like, take care of your shit. Go do this, that, or whatever. And at a certain point, it's like, you know, I'm never going to clean this. I don't know how to clean this. You're either going to help me do this and help establish new systems or I'm going to grow up to be this fucking person. And this is just like what it is. Mm -hmm. And so to see a black woman say that shit out loud i was like yo she is telling all of our business and no <laughs> one does this nobody ever talks about this because it is no wild one shameful. talks about it and it's so intense that we also don't know that anyone else is dealing with it until like someone you says see it, it like yeah right but mm-hmm. no one's no one says it out loud yeah and because people only understand their own mess and we were all kind of as black women a lot of us were brought up in this level of like having shame around mess mm-hmm. that yeah there will, will be people who talk about mess and being messy or whatever and they're not talking about actual mess you know what i'm saying like i have friends who be like oh yeah it was so messy and this is messy and i'm i'm a mess and my apartment yeah, really, is a mess right now and mess, mess, mess. House and i'm like, like you don't know from mess yeah, and that's like you right. just it just looks like you live here. That's not it's not a mess. Yes. It just looks like a person yes. lives here. Right. <laughs> So yeah. when people, because people do that, no one who is a hoarder or nobody who really lives with the challenges of like everyday, like mess, like for real yeah. mess, day to no day. one believes yeah. that anyone else who is saying their house is a mess is actually an actual mess. Mess. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. no one believes that. So she talked about in her video, she, as a content creator, you know, she makes a lot of videos and in her last apartment, all of her videos were in front of this green chair and yeah. we've seen the green chair and yes. I'm just a, observational ass person and i was taught and grew up in a funny family and we would just say funny stuff and, and it, it's just as black people we're just observational yeah. so yes. it'd be like they go that chair they go that chair they go that chair, go that chair. And i, I, I was the chair. Like, i'm like she loves sitting on that spot <laughs> right like and it wasn't right yeah. it wasn't anything like to condemn yeah. her in any way it was like oh there's the chair whatever like yeah. it's time there goes the chair mm-hmm. yep. as someone who has also lived like a hoarder Right. Mm -hmm. If I was comfortable enough acknowledging and or knew even that other people actually live like this, it's not rocket science to know that that's the only spot that she could sit in or else 
we would see more of her space like or or she'd be in a different space or setup and when she said that in the video where she kind of discloses this information about hoarding it was like yes duh yeah it clicked for me too. i do the same thing yeah but i would never look at somebody else and identify their hoarding tendencies or behavior because i'm not even allowed to accept that this is a problem that people have it's just Mm -hmm. a feeling that you're bad you don't have it together you're a bad person and you can't share it or reveal it because no one is going to think that you're going to be capable of anything because you have this issue managing your stuff and space or like whatever especially being a a woman who can't manage their space right that that to me is like an added layer right men could be like that It's okay mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. for them to be like that. Like we kind of excuse it, yeah. uh, you know. But you know, he'll get married and get it. She'll get it. To, you know, like it's just like. But when a woman is yep. Yep. like that, this this it becomes this other thing. You you can't even manage your own home. Like what the fuck becomes this other ridiculous thing? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really brave for her to have that conversation publicly. And I've never seen mm-hmm. anybody have that conversation like that ever, you know? Me neither. And I Me think, neither. yeah. People associate a lot of things with having it together, right? So like yeah. a neat presentation, like well fucking, you know, groomed and shit like groomed that. People associate, associate and, yeah. all those things with having it together. And so I don't think that I present as together as that so i don't think the pressure of having to have it all together or Uh look like i have it all together i don't think i feel it as intensely perhaps as she does but to see somebody who presents at that level of having it together talk about being a hoarder and me being able to say oh shit i'm not the only black woman who is having this experience as a grown-ass bitch like i am a grown-ass bitch Mm -hmm. i did not grow out of this it's a challenge as a low-income person i have when i was working hired someone actually through my therapist i was going to therapy i talked about the issue that i was having and she was like oh i have somebody who does organizing they love to organize they love to clean like she does all kind of stuff and so i started working with that person and she came she would come like every week because i actually had a lot of shit in here Mm -hmm. to get done so Mm -hmm. she would come every week for a few hours and then it would just be like you know once every now and then and then i couldn't really afford to have it happen as regular or ever and then fucking covid or whatever but there's also this feeling as somebody who should be ashamed of this shit of having to clean before the the domestic worker comes right yeah Yeah. which is something that like no you're calling the person because you actually like need need the fucking help right so so we had this whole conversation where she reassured me like no this is what i do this is what i like to do don't worry about it yada 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 so that was really like a blessing but the fact that like we have to do all that and everyone else that i talk to because i do know a few people like in my personal life who deal with these things and it's yeah. like yo get i have to say get someone to come in yeah, it's like okay well i have to clean first yeah. yeah it's like no i have to clean first no get there that's what they're coming to do mm-hmm. let go of that shame shit or whatever you compensate them appropriately and fucking like live your life and when i can again as soon as i can again because i have fallen back into that kind of like down the rabbit hole of fucking god it's mm-hmm. a mess in here so mm-hmm. especially having to be in this space all the time and like you and your sound fucking yeah covid <laughs> covid quarantine or all of that shit like uh-huh. i'm in a heightened state of like what the fuck is happening in here so i do want to do that again and have that again but like this is a real problem that everyday niggas is living with it's a and real we should problem. not be ashamed or feel shame for hiring help 
to deal with it. We shouldn't feel ashamed and we shouldn't make people who hire help feel like they did something wrong. Because yeah. me, I um, send out my laundry, but that took a lot for me to do to send out my laundry. Mm-hmm. And I noticed mm-hmm. that, and this is mostly with not the guy that I'm, I'm in a relationship now, but a lot of guys that are like, you send out your laundry, you don't even wash your own laundry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, because I'm a woman and I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do these things. I'm also a person who's messy. I am a person who mm-hmm. loves to organize and stuff. So like stuff will get messy and then I'll clean it because that makes me feel good. But I am right. a messy person too. I'm not the bitch who comes in the house and puts my shit away right away. I'm not mm-hmm. that bitch. The dishes are going to sit in the sink, you know, whatever like that. But the expectation is still because I'm a woman that I'm supposed to be clean and pristine and have mm-hmm. a spot for everything and right. supposed to come in my house and nothing's supposed to be anywhere. And I, I do, mm-hmm. I have had that kind of ridicule where I'm like, I'm not. Like the way that Kim was talking about her situation and I'm not there, but I'm still like not a fucking neat, tidy bitch. I will never be that bitch. I don't actually mm-hmm. don't want to be that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I am who I am, but it would be helpful if people didn't make people who sought help or if people weren't as neat as you, just leave them the fuck alone. Like as long mm-hmm. as they ain't roaches and mice going on you and like mm-hmm. molded, like when we get to like, like dirt, and like fucking you know what i'm saying yeah. then maybe it's like okay i don't probably want to be in that person's house but like stuff mm-hmm. is just stuff you know what i'm saying if we and if we treated it like stuff and we didn't make people who were messier if we didn't we value neatness is what i'm seeing like we there's value mm-hmm. to like being neat there's value to be like being clean and it's like so whose standard is what you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like why do we see people more valuable if they're able to uphold home in a certain way? You know, like re-examine that. Like, look mm-hmm. at that shit. Like, it's not even just that we value neatness. We value that you did it yourself, right? Because if we valued neatness, yeah. and it was like mm-hmm. then we would also value yeah. then it being matter. able to have someone and being able to schedule somebody to come in and make it neat, right, for you. Then it would mm-hmm. be like okay to do that. But it's not only do we value the neatness, but we value that you kept it neat. You did it yourself. You made it this way or whatever. Yeah. So it ends up being this thing where like I can't win because I don't have the tools to do that. I'm not that person. And while I might be able to establish some systems or whatever, because of the way that my brain works at a certain point, that's going to fall apart. I'm going to end up back in this cycle. Uh And I'm also not allowed to ask for help or hire someone to come in and do this because that makes me a bad person. And I should be ashamed of myself for not being able to- And you're a woman and you should be innately good at this shit anyway. Yes. Yes. You're just supposed to be innately good at it. work several jobs and And, do all of those other things or whatever. Yeah. 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 Kimberly in her video also talked about, you know, dealing with anxiety and different things that- make having a housekeeper an essential thing for her or whatever mm-hmm. and so yeah it was just interesting because there was a conversation on twitter also somebody was this was a little bit weird somebody was like there are people who can't physically clean up their own space and like disabled people and they need housekeepers why do you need one that was weird because like can't we just all have them like if kimberly hires a housekeeper is that gonna keep a disabled person from being able to have one one? yeah it that that felt like it was a another conflated class conversation because there are disabled folks who could use a housekeeper who perhaps are not granted the access to 
a yeah. cleaning person. So I, I understand that. I don't understand though why Kimberly should be punished. Yeah, she's not for taking a being resource able to hire from a person. another right. person because she has right. a housekeeper. Yeah. So that was yeah. also an awkward um connection to That's me. But awkward. also Oh, you're probably going to say what I was about to say. I was going to say, yeah. Also, nobody knows nobody's life. You don't know who is disabled. You don't don't fucking know. know. It's wild ableist to look at somebody who appears to be physically able-bodied and And assume assume that they don't have a disability or a mental challenge that makes it hard for them to live up to whatever ableist standard you think that everybody should live up to. Like, that was also wild weird. Wild crazy. So I thought that it was whack that Kimberly was harassed to the point of making this video, but I I did think that it was wild valuable to talk. I have joked in passing about Uh being a hoarder, but I have never Mm -hmm. honestly said, unless I was talking to somebody where I was at the point where I had to tell them, like, this is what's going on in my home or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have never honestly said to people, oh yeah, I'm a hoarder. You know, I have challenges with with mess or whatever. This is whatever, whatever, whatever. Unless I'm, unless in those rare instances where I'm like, okay, I'm looking at another another hoarder and hire a housekeeper yeah just Mm -hmm. hire a housekeeper kind of thing this is the thing that helped me so uh. right right (laughs) so it was i think really valuable for a lot of us who live with this shit and hopefully i guess to raise awareness to other people who treat it like this is some deficiency in like who i am as a person i think it has been valuable in my adult life because also i don't know the older i get as a single person, you know, my standards change and I have yeah. been dating better quality people, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it has been valuable to, at a certain point when I'm dating someone as a fucking hoarder, especially yeah. in New York where everybody is hopping from apartment to apartment or whatever, it's important for me to be like, hey, so I am not going to be ready for company for like another few months. This is what's going mm-hmm. on in my house, yada, yada, yada. That's usually yeah. when I like divulge what the fuck is happening in my home. And mm-hmm. thankfully, in this process, I haven't dated anyone who was like nasty to me about that. Like everybody about has it. been, I think, really, yeah, really kind and understanding of it. People have offered to help and stuff like that and mm-hmm. kind of understood like my deal and, you know, where I'm coming from or whatever. But also, I'm a lot of times not the first person that they dated who has this challenge. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just one of those things that nobody talks about. So it's like, you yep. never know that this is wild common. And I think it's important. I remember us talking about not in particular, like a conversation about hoarding, but just in general, where it's like, I was like, I hate that when we like first start having guys come over that we feel like our places have to be perfect and it's like you know how many not perfect nigga houses i've been to and i just Mm -hmm. accept that that's Mm -hmm. what it is and that you know whatever you know it's not like a disgusting gross place but it's just Mm -hmm. you know this is lived in you know maybe he should put that laundry away at some point and Mm -hmm. you know like stuff like that and we just accept that shit so like i think it is important for us to i'm talking mainly for people who are dating like straight kind of relationships and it's what applied to Kirby also but like I guess you don't really have to front like be who you are with mm-hmm. who you are and if they fuck with you they fuck with you Jay just said that she has had many conversations about hey when you're dating me just understand this 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 and that and it hasn't been mm-hmm. horrible for you actually let me say this for the hoarders right now because I know okay. a lot of y'all listening this is what I do <laughs> I'm dating we go out we meet elsewhere we go outside right if yeah. they want to invite me to their place 
That's cool. I'll go to their place. At the point in the relationship where I feel like if my home was clean, I would invite this person over to my space. Uh-huh. That's when I say to them, and usually it's somebody who I want to continue seeing. I say, hey, listen, I have to let you know around now, I would want to have you in my space, but, but. I am currently living in a fucking mess. It's something yeah. that I have a challenge with. This is what I deal with. I will, I, I'm currently in the process of cleaning it so that I can welcome you into my home. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to be honest about that. That's what it is. I do want to have you over. I am working on it. And then so usually I would say about like three to four months after that, I'm able to, because mm-hmm. I'm so motivated by over, dick whatever. or whatever the fuck is going on yeah. in my life and I want to have them over or whatever. And I never get it perfect, but I'm able to get it to a point where, okay, this is comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I won't feel embarrassed with it yes. at this level. They already yeah. know that it's something that's a challenge for me. It doesn't have to be perfect or whatever. And it's been fine. But yeah. I would say if you find yourself with somebody who like makes you feel like shit about yeah, that, that's, that's not, not the person not you want to fuck with anyway. Yeah. Like the goal in partnering is to find somebody who accepts you for like who, who you, you are. are and we've yep. been shamed for being this kind of messy but that's legit that's a part of who we are yeah that's what it is it's fucking what it is and so it's important that we accept who we are and it doesn't mean we should not try to improve or whatever that means for you but um, or or make it so that your life can be one that you can live with or whatever the fuck but you shouldn't be with anyone who is shaming you for who you are or what you're dealing with word and then it's like, I think on any kind of messy level, because I am messy too, mm-hmm. like, you just know I'm messy. And right. you just fuck with me if I'm messy. Like, I generally, mm-hmm. on purpose, I generally date, well, I mostly date men. I generally date men who are neater than me so that someone else could pick that shit up. Mm-hmm. So that someone mm-hmm. else could be like, all right, I'll do the dishes. So that, because I know right. that that's not stuff that I'm just going to jump up and do. So I generally, mm-hmm. for me, it's worked out that way when I am partnered with someone who maybe finds joy in doing that shit right. all the time and she, you know and they, mm-hmm. and they accept me as how i am with like you know mm-hmm. i could wash the dishes in the morning like i'm not gonna stress right. out if the dishes sit in the sink overnight i'm not stressing mm-hmm. out over that i know people mm-hmm. who are like uh-uh not overnight look i don't have roaches no. they can sit in there overnight i'm okay with that mm-hmm. the person that i'm seeing now isn't so he'll go wash them because he know i'm not right so like we said we're gonna put the link to that in the show notes we'll also put our interview with kim foster for anybody who missed that in the show notes so be sure to check that shit out yo and like it's okay it is okay we're all not perfectly neat you're not but yeah let's take a break Money, do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week week. sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab and mm-hmm. we have two options there so two can, two you become a patron or you can just donate through paypal yep. you choose we mm-hmm. give you a choice that's right on how you give us money that's right if you want to donate via patreon we're asking all of our listeners to break us off two dollars a month 
that's $24 a year and if everybody who listens does that shit we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast everything and if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one time donation a multiple time donation or if you don't like the the once a month kind of system you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit we will use that shit that's right so once again teawithqueenandj.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes calling all black women and femme creators entrepreneurs and professionals do you need support managing your time and resources are you looking to build consistency in your business are you prepared to shed habits that may be keeping you from your true potential matriarch creative solutions is for you Run by intuitive business strategist Casey Kwanzaa, Matriarch Creative Solutions provides creative business strategy and support tools for black women and femme creators, entrepreneurs, and professionals who have the audacity to thrive. Services include project management, event management, systems creation, project planning, idea incubation, accountability coaching, and even custom solutions to meet your unique needs. Matriarch Creative Solutions' mission is to remind us of what happens when we step into our power. We should not have to do everything on our own. To learn more about how Matriarch Creative Solutions can support you, visit their website, wearematriarch.co. That's wearematriarch.co. Subscribe to their mailing list and receive 11% off your first service and follow them on Pinterest and Instagram at wearematriarch. Matriarch Creative Solutions, strategically inspiring Black women and femmes and our ability to build wealth for our generation. And we're black all the motherfucking time. Yo, you know what we haven't done in a for real long time? What? We haven't done a moment in black hair. Yo, we dead ass not like nah, maybe like a whole fucking year. Nah, we haven't. Let's do a moment in black hair. Moment in Black Hair is a segment where we highlight moments in black ass hair. Sometimes they're moments of black joy and celebration. And oftentimes because black hair has been politicized by white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, oftentimes we are talking about some bullshit that is happening surrounding black hair yeah. and the treatment of black hair. Queen, what do we have this week for our moment in black hair? This week we have some bullshit. We have oh. some nice bullshit. So Kansas cheerleader says she was kicked off the squad after coach says braids are too long. So the specifics of this story is a cheerleader from Ottawa University. Mm -hmm. So Talon Jefferson from Ottawa University says she was at cheerleading practice. This happened earlier in the month. This actually happened January 6th, the day of the field coup is when this situation happened oh. to um, this this black woman. So okay, like, great. Ugh. Yeah. What a yeah, day delicious. she must have had. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. So she was at practice. She had a bonnet on her head because she had really, really, really long braids. And she decided to keep her bonnet on because during practice, she didn't want her braids smacking people. So she mm -hmm. had on her bonnet and a coach was like, take off your bonnet. And she was like, no. So I'm going to read what was shared on Twitter. So her friend is the one who tweeted the message. She tweeted her friend this message and her friend put it on Twitter. And that's how it became a viral story. So mm. she says to her friend, I was at cheer practice and my coach told me that I needed to take my bonnet off. I explained to her 
that my bonnet is covering my braids so that they do not hit anyone in the face because they hurt and they are 30 inches long. From there, she tells me that I am using my hair as an excuse. I told her I'd rather not talk about this anymore because you do not understand. That's all I said. From there, she got very angry and hostile and she started throwing hands saying, I don't understand. I don't understand. I do black people's hair. I'm a cosmetologist. I lived with a black girl for five years. I do understand what it's like to have hair like that. You shouldn't have gotten seven foot long hair then. She proceeds to tell me that my box braids are a hindrance to my performance and they are not collegiate and I never should have gotten them in the first place. Following all those comments that she made about my hair and referring to black people, she proceeds to tell me to get the fuck out of her practice. From there, I get up off the ground and I walk over to my stuff. While I was grabbing my things, I was asking some of my friends, do I sound crazy for telling her that she does not understand? The coach heard me and she starts walking towards me with a very forward and hostile energy and her hands up saying, why are you talking shit? Are you talking shit? Oh no, my gosh. No way a professional coach should be acting or speaking like that to, to one of her athletes. That night on the phone with some of my former teammates, I was told that the coach went up to them afterwards and started asking them, do you think I'm racist? Oh my goodness. The following day, I got called into a meeting with the coach and the cheer director and I brought my closest friend. The whole time, I was pretty much being attacked. The coach was yelling at me saying, this is your fault. You started it. You should have just said, okay. I told her I Mm -hmm. felt like that was a discriminatory attack. And the things she was saying were microaggressive. For the record, I never called her racist. I think she was triggered when I said those things because she started going off on a rampage saying, I know I'm not racist. It wasn't a microaggression. I work with black people. I do black people's hair. I have a weave in my head right now. She said again in the meeting that my hair is a hindrance and I am a collegiate cheerleader. And if I could not perform with braids in my hair, then I shouldn't have gotten them. She also said absolutely not to me wearing braids for competitions and nationals because they supposedly hinder my performance, which they do not at all. After multiple meetings with the administrators, they made the decision to kick me off of the chair team where I have been for two and a half years because of what happened. They told me that I needed counseling and that I have an anger issue and that I defy authority, which is not true at all. Anybody that knows me knows that I am the opposite of angry. I was just standing up for myself and my right to wear my hair how I want and wear a bonnet. The entirety of my time at the university, I had never once been written up, warned, suspended, or had any type of misconduct. They did not even give me the option of suspension. They just kicked me off basically for standing up for myself and my hair, which I feel like was an extreme route to take and nothing happened to the coach at all. So that was the whole Mm. message that she sent to her friend. Her friend put it on Twitter and that that tweet went viral. Um, Her Mm -hmm. friend also did put a picture of the coach. Like, this is is the bitch. She didn't say that's the bitch. She just said Mm -hmm. this is the coach. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened with that. The school did release a statement. I'm going to release their statement really quick and then we can, like, get into all the fuck shit. All right? Mm -hmm. Ottawa University blocked the friend who posted the statement on Twitter. Of course they did. Oh, now I can't see the tweet because now this school's tweets are protected. (laughs) 
Wow. So they had a, they had their statement. What kind of basic is, bitch shit is that? The universe, universities was, and organizations don't do this. That is a bitch this is, move. This is ridiculous. We prepared for this show last night, so we had all this stuff in the notes, and now mm-hmm. we're recording. It's just been a, I would say, about eight hours since. 10 hours tops since we were prepping for this show and now they've blocked their tweets so I can't even read their fucking statement because their statement was bullshit anyway. They was basically saying that we don't like false statements being made and she wasn't kicked off the team. She wasn't actually kicked off. She resigned. She Mm -hmm. decided to resign from that school, which I totally Mm -hmm. get. And she hasn't decided where she wants to transfer yet. But... This is why we say hair is political. Every time black women are having a conversation about hair and a, and a dusty motherfucker wants to insert, it's just hair. It's never just hair for us. This person yeah. literally has stopped going to school because someone had something to say about her bonnet, which has mm. nothing to do with the activity she was doing. And when she gave reason, which I don't think she had to, but when she gave reason as to why this bonnet was on her head, it became all of this other shit. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to why she has the bonnet on her head and she's like, it's because my braids, like our hair always becomes all of this other stuff. All of this yeah. emotional labor, all of this, her being attacked, her being mm-hmm. cursed at this whole mm-hmm. situation because someone thinks that a bonnet doesn't meet whatever white supremacist ass standard about right. how this in person practice, is supposed to practice. present. Yeah. Practice. It's not a competition. And I feel like mm-hmm. if she wants to be at a competition too, so what? But it's practice. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. even looking at you. Who Who is like looking at y'all and like what perception are you thinking about but your yeah. own and easing your own mind and what you think is mm-hmm. correct and right and what you need to have mm-hmm. around it's, it's fucking cheerleading. Yeah. That's like, is cheerleading weird. is hard as far as like, cause I've, I've done cheerleading like stuff cause of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's just cheerleading because of that, but like, that's like one of the, the fun, happy sports where it's like, mm. it's encouraged for you to be like happy and bring right. joy and this and this and that. Yeah. And what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But not be yourself. Cheerleading squads and dance teams are notorious for that concept of uniformity, yeah, which often ends that's up true. being racist because that they just true. want everyone to look as similar as possible. Yep. And people of color, besides the fact they don't want us there because we're people of color, but also messes up their concept of what uniformity is, which was one of the arguments for the Rockettes at, back in the day at Radio City Music Hall. It's like, well, they all have mm-hmm. to look the same. It's like, why do they have any black girls? Because yeah. how are they going to look the same? Like, there's black legs kicking. Right, yeah. right. So that's one of the arguments that a lot of these teams use for like fucking with us in our hair and shit like that. What bothers me and we won't know because there's no statement from the school anymore because they blocked everyone as if they're not a fucking institution or university. What the heck? That's so weird. But anyway. Yes. Okay. This is my question. Mm -hmm. If the braids were going to hurt her peers in during during practice. How were they not going to hurt her peers during the performance? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm I, what I'm thinking is mm-hmm. that she was going to do her hair different that day. Right. What I'm thinking is that maybe she would have had more supplies and been able to like have some up or do a style yeah. with it that would have kept it from like Probably. hurting her peers. So what's bothering me in this is that there's no conversation that has been revealed. Let me click on now. All of a sudden, this coach don't have an account on Twitter either. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Hot count, count didn't exist yesterday. It didn't right. exist no more. Okay. 
vanished. I would have liked to hear more conversation of what, like, what else can we do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to practice the way that we're going to do it the day of what can be done, like something. But this escalated into this ridiculous manner because this white person got into her feelings Mm -hmm. about like not understanding. And that's the thing with white people that's really infuriating when I do come in contact with them is (laughs) the fucking concept that they have a full understanding of all humanity, right? Because their understanding of humanity is an understanding. It's a default understanding of whiteness, basically. And because of that, now when I tell you as a black person that there's something about me that you don't understand, you feel outraged because You think that you are entitled to understand everyone because you think that you understand everyone because you understand white people. Yeah. And so if I'm having a specific conversation about my braids, what I did with my hair, and you're having this kind of emotional, visceral response to even being challenged or presented with the notion that there's some area of information that you don't know about because you are not a person like me. You know what I'm saying? It ends up, again, being this white narcissism that ends up being about their feelings, their fragility, coddling them making them feel better for her to even go to the other cheerleaders and be like am i racist do you think i'm racist now the other kids the other students on the team they have to carry that burden of whether they tell their coach which also there's a power dynamic there i gotta tell you whether or not i think you're racist Racist do i even have the power to answer this question honestly if i think that you are racist and from the pictures it's only like one or two other black people even on on the the squad so who you even asking really you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I think this is really. I think more like it's specifically because of the bonnet and the braids. Cause like mm-hmm. there are white girls with long ass hair. Like my yep. hair right now is three, yep. three foot fucking long. There are white girls mm-hmm. on that team who probably have the length. If the length is mm-hmm. the issue, if the hairs want to do the same thing, regardless of braided twist, whatever, considering that length, as far as hitting mm-hmm. someone. Right. Right. If the length is the issue, then that's what we have the conversation about. It was about the braids. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was other bitches on that team with long ass hair. And maybe she said, put it in a ponytail because you want to talk it with care to that person and say, hey, mm-hmm. maybe put your hair up, put your hair up in a right. bun, this and this, this and that. You could have said the mm-hmm. same thing to that person with that. But because she had the audacity to have a fucking bonnet, which is associated with ghetto shit. That's a class right. thing right there mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then under it, she had the nerve to have braids. Right. Then it became no longer worth having a com- a, a human conversa- to human conversation about hey about. how we how can we make this work today? Yeah, you know we- what I'm saying? It became yeah. this fucking carceral what you're doing is bad. Yep. You should be punished for it. You knew not to come in here looking like that kind like of black that. girl. Yeah. How dare you? How dare Somebody you? on Twitter in this thread, I'm assuming a white person or a white apologist is saying <laughs> i was a cheerleading coach there are rules about hair uniform conduct etc every girl on the team knows that it doesn't matter if you are black and what other colors you think they put in here green green yeah. purple oh, purple and oh, green that. people right. don't exist yeah, why do you always do that right. right they start defending aliens and shit <laughs> yeah it, it actually it does matter because these braids are specific to black people and black culture if if the green girl in class showed up with them braids it would be because she was either appropriating or you know just wearing a black whatever girl hairstyle that's that's from. what it is yeah. period like yeah. it is and, associated whatever planet she the green girl is from it's, it's associated, associated with blackness so you yes. can't say that it doesn't matter if you're black when we're talking about a specifically black style exactly. and specifically this fucking bonnet yeah. and 
The other piece of this is that sometimes when you get your hair done as a black girl, you don't know how heavy it's going to be. You don't know if you use a different texture of braiding hair than you used last time. Maybe it was heavier than she thought it was going to be and she didn't plan for that. She's not just going to fucking take it out or or fucking cut it off because you decided like that this is not working for you especially when this conversation fucking started from the wearing of a fucking bonnet it's it's so fucking weird yeah yeah it's fucking weird and unfortunate so she wasn't there was a rumor that she had been expelled from school she wasn't expelled from school she She left school after this incident because she was having financial challenges so she is Mm -hmm. looking forward to joining another team at another school and i'm hoping that this won't be a problem for her you know in trying to go elsewhere that's the thing okay so as a person who was a dancing ass person and also a person who was in gymnastics and always had black girl hair Mm-hmm. it shows that the level of care that you can have or cannot have so i've never had situations like this when it came to like having white gymnastics coaches it was just like hey now you remember to put your hair in a bun you know like mm-hmm. it was it was ways to like correct right according to whatever standards even though we know those standards are white supremacist standards but mm-hmm. it was ways to correct to not like attack in that way and not single yeah. out in that way and mm-hmm. it's like when that person in that thread so well there's rules or whatever whatever that's generally rules for competition they were not at a competition they Mm -hmm. were at practice and there's still ways for you to course correct or correct Mm -hmm. people in ways that are not like that right how many times are you at work and like you you don't adhere to dress code you know that if you go to someone and you say something you know that janice as someone who's managed Mm -hmm. people you know that you make sure that you don't fucking make a person feel harassed right you could just say, hey, I just need you to review the dress code mm-hmm. or I just need you to, you know, review. The-. So it's not even that way you're like not attached to what you're telling them to do. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, the dress code is this, you know, the whatever is this. But no, instead it was just like, you need to take that off. Like, no, right. like that's not how you if you care about people and you see people at people, you would address things a lot mm-hmm. different. But of course she didn't because she just right. sees she doesn't see a person. Mm-hmm. The other piece of it is that the student established a boundary when she was like, I don't really want to talk about this yeah. with you anymore because yes. you don't understand. Yeah. And that set her off also. It's like, how dare this student set a boundary, right? And then at, at a yeah. higher level, yeah. how, do, how dare this black student set a boundary? Yeah. So. And you don't yeah, understand. Because if that, you did, it wouldn't um, want to all of that. You don't. You don't understand. It would not have. You don't. You having a black friend, don't. that shit. Y'all love bringing out the Mm-mm. phantom black friend what did the black, black friend, friend have to do with black you? girls weaves. i have a weave that matters weaves are know. not that synonymous with blackness weaves are not synonymous with blackness that was also we're not weird. the only people in the world who get weaves. yeah we get the best also ones, but we're not the only people in the world i don't I, oh it said nearly near okay so in this in this article it says nearly three foot long braids but i don't know to me it would have been fine to just say two and a half she said they were 30 inches right isn't that isn't that two and a half feet yeah i don't know i'm just saying like you know relax they weren't three all y'all everyone involved everybody involved in this the person who wrote this article everybody relax we fucking relax but yeah so that's the moment in black hair it's never just hair she literally like now anytime she gets braids or something she's going to go back to this like y'all have Mm -hmm. fucking shifted something for this black girl mm-hmm. forever yeah yeah that is our moment in america fuck, fuck yeah, yeah.
Well, that's whack. That's whack. whack. But we hope she can move on from this and finds a better opportunity elsewhere. And we hope Ottawa, like, get y'all shit together. You can't just shut down the Twitter. (laughs) Like, what people do is just don't respond. You can't just fucking... Shut, Shut down, down the Twitter. Who who did what archaic person on the administration <laughs> who don't have no social media said shut it down? Wait, Shut it down. I'm I over it. it. I'm like, that twit twatting and click clacking and spit fatting. Turn turn it off. Shut it down. <laughs> turn off the internet. Weird. Y'all are we're weird tra- for that. We're turn it off. They'll leave us alone. Right. No. Y'all just look ridiculous. Who does that? So fucking ridiculous all right let's get into some news that's not news i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind news that's not news is a segment where we highlight a news story that we thought maybe was not getting enough attention we highlight a news story in a womanist race nerd way that only we can we highlight a story that has been talked about, but we want to talk about it again mm-hmm. to underscore the point. That's yes. our news. That's not news segment. Queen, what do you have for news? It's not news. So, Jay, what is something that Georgian Republicans Georgia. love to do? Like, they just love Ooh, on top of racism mm-hmm. and... Uh, what do Georgia Republicans they upkeep people from voting like most Republicans throughout the country? Ding ding ding! Voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you win nothing. You win nothing because you're a black person right. in America. That's but right. thank you for that answer. Um, so yeah, they're trying to suppress votes again for Georgian Republicans because Stacey did the damn thing. Stacey and lots mm-hmm. of other organizers who I don't know their name. I want to make sure that we acknowledge that other people were part of that. Mm-hmm. Made changes in um, Georgia by having initiatives so that voters votes won't be suppressed again from a lot of populations in Georgia. So formerly during the 2020 general and runoff election, voters were required to provide their license or ID number when applying for absentee ballots online. So that's formally mm-hmm. how they went about voter absentee ballots. Remember, everybody was like about mail-in ballots and Republicans mm-hmm. were like, dumb, you know, trying to like whatever. So this is something that they created to, I guess, deter and make mail voting harder. So this was the initial thing that Republicans did when we knew yes. that more black people are going to vote. It's like, okay, yep. let's make it more difficult in this way. So this was yep. the initial challenge that they put forth in 2020 that Stacey Abrams and other activists helped to galvanize the people. Yeah, and they still, navigated using this right, system that these pe- people created. These Republicans established yes. in 2020. Okay. So voters who applied, just to go further on how what this process was like, voters who applied for an absentee ballot in writing or with the official form were required to sign the form, that signature, as well as the signature on the back of the absentee ballot of the envelope. So they signed to they signed when they registered mm-hmm. to get it, and they signed when they sent it out. And then someone mm-hmm. verified that this was the same person, and you have voted, whatever. Like mm-hmm. we said, this is the system that the Republicans created, and they wanted, they got it their way, right? Mm-hmm. We did it their way. The organizers in Georgia did the damn thing, and their way did not work because black organizers in Georgia did the damn thing. So Mm -hmm. now that that has happened, now that Georgia turned blue as far as the presidential vote, and now that we have those two senators that won, so now those two Democratic senators, now they're like, all right, now we have to make another hurdle. We have to make it harder. We have to suppress Mm -hmm. the votes another way. So now what is being proposed is they have introduced legislation 
it hasn't gone into law yet, so this is just legislation. So we're saying it so you could be aware of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is that they want so to vote absentee again? It's as if you're not going to the polls. They want you to first submit a copy of your ID mm-hmm. with the application for absentee ballots, and then do the same again when they return the actual ballot. So remember mm-hmm. when you just sent the signature and mm-hmm. signed again, and you, they just compared mm-hmm. both signatures. Now they want you to do that with identification both times, and then that's how they could verify. That because no, voter, voter fraud, fraud is is close to not ever happening, and a few times it happens, it's like solved so quickly that it's a, it's nothing. Right. But that's the new thing that they are trying to introduce when it comes to how we go about absentee ballots, especially since who knows how long this pandemic is going to be. We saw how effective the absentee ballot, the mail-in ballot, was mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It would make sense for us to kind of move that way anyway, because. Right. You know, like whatever. So they're trying to do whatever they can to make that process a lot harder. Some of the hurdles that come with doing that is like, let's be for real. Who the fuck owns a printer? Who's making a photocopy mm-hmm. of the ID to send off? Right. Who has an accessible printer place? So let's think about mm-hmm. maybe rural places or it's not New York City where everything. I could walk up the block and get something printed or scanned right. or something. We're talking about places where things are really, really spread out. So now mm-hmm. it's like extra labor just to get a photocopy of your ID. So you could send, you know, it's extra money and shit like that. It mm-hmm. also puts people in harm's way because now you're susceptible to identity theft. So if you mm. have now mailed mm. a copy of your ID to some place, you could be off by one letter, whatever, and it gets mailed somewhere else. And now your mm-hmm. ID is somewhere else yep. in the planet. And that is kind of just the starting base that you need to fucking steal a motherfucker's identity and do all the scamming shit. So there's that. And then the technology, like we said before, some people don't have printers. Some people some people maybe don't know how to use a printer. Maybe mm-hmm. don't know how to scan. People have different abilities. We don't, you know, so you're like hindering people being able to vote where before it was just a signature. And you saw that people was like, all right, this is what you want us to do. I bet we're going to do it. And they mm-hmm. did it and they did it very effectively. So now you want to change that. And nothing was wrong with this system as far as it was wrong for them because they saw that yeah. voters came out or whatever. But nothing, as far as this system is concerned, nothing came up that flagged or made them think like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is something that we should change. Maybe we should. Re-. Nothing happened. But the people that you didn't want to win won. The democratic process happened mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to happen. And y'all are, are, are mad for that. So I do want to read a statement that was on the Fair Fights Twitter. That's the organization that Stacey Abrams made. So Republicans are trying to change the rules of the GA elections, rules that they wrote because they were humiliated on November 3rd and again on January 5th. And they know that their only chance at winning future elections is to prevent eligible Georgians from casting their ballots. They just love Mm -hmm. suppressing votes. Yeah, that's really what it's all about, just making it harder for people to participate in the electoral process. And they know that this is going to hit Black folks and people who typically vote Democratic is going to hit them harder. Yeah, and not even Democratic, but people who uh, typically vote against the Republican Party. Yeah. The Republican Speaker of the House, David Ralston, he lamented the use of absentee ballots last spring and predicted that this party would have trouble winning elections and practice continues. So that's, I'm just stating that to say that they know that going forward, they're not going to win elections. It just, the voice of the people shows that most people don't fuck with you. 
The reason why mm. votes were going that way was because of your effective voter suppression and because people organized really, really strongly to make sure as much people as possible were able to vote. You mm. now see the actual voice of the actual people of the populations right. that you govern. So right. they're looking at this like, shit, we probably ain't mm. going to ever win no more if we don't start our suppression shit. Yeah. Get an our suppression we bag. We don't ramp up this suppression. <laughs> Get an our suppression bag and shit like that. So I just wanted to bring that to the forefront, particularly for people who live in Georgia, so that you can keep watch and see the progress of this. Also for other places. I'm sure that there are other places. I'm sure in Pennsylvania, which is also a place that turned blue, that is usually red, they're gonna probably start doing shit and start fucking with shit. So be people who live in like the I guess purple states or the the states that are looking like they're trending to become blue. Look at that. They're probably right now trying to write legislation to change voting laws and suppress Mm -hmm. shit like that. So yeah, that's news that's not news. If you want to learn more about what Stacey Abrams is doing in Georgia and her organization Fair Fight, you can visit fairfight.com. If you are not from Georgia, if you want to from another state and you want to be supportive of this, of her initiatives Mm -hmm. to eliminate voter suppression in Georgia, you can check that out and learn more about what her and Fair Fight are doing and we'll put i'll actually i'll put the link to that in the show notes as well but it's fairfight.com all right so let's pay a black woman let's do something good up in here okay yes all right so our pay black woman segment first of all we've said this before we are going to talk about this segment next week we're actually going to do an extended conversation on the evolution of our pay black women segment what we used to do what we're going to do going forward how we got here bleep bleep bloop if you want to learn more about what the heck i'm talking about right now you can listen to episode 275 i think right yeah isn't that what we yeah you can listen to 275 for some background information on it we wanted to make sure that we gave enough time to have a full conversation Yep. on where we've been with that what we're going to do going forward and yeah how, how this segment may evolve or not or whatever okay so but we do have a pay black woman for this week and in yes. the meantime if you have people that you want to submit to our pay black women segment it is all about highlighting people shining light on folks and their initiatives and getting them paid and getting y'all to donate and getting y'all to share their information with yep. your network if you are somebody who is not in a position to donate to our pay black women features you can always share their information with others and support in that way so this week's pay black woman is jasmine and or jasmine i think it's jasmine i'm gonna go with that please forgive me if it is incorrect jasmine says hello jay and queen i'm a black woman from california and i'm crowdfunding to raise the funds to buy land and build a home in ghana and would really appreciate if you could share my gofundme during the pay black women segment my insta is at underscore j Luis underscore that's um at underscore j-a-y-l-o-u-i-s-e Thanks in advance. Even if it doesn't make it to the podcast, I'm thankful that y'all even make this an option for people on your platform. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for submitting this to Pay Black Woman. And sometimes a nigga wants to move. So we are going to put Jasmine's link to her GoFundMe in the show notes. You can read more about what she is trying to do in Ghana, what her goal is. I think she wants to build homes on this land. Mm -hmm. 
but we will keep the link to that in the show notes. Ghana had this whole initiative where black Americans and other folks throughout the diaspora could return to Africa. So you can return home. So this is not somebody who's trying to, I don't know if you could even call it colonized, but some weird black on black colonization. That's not what she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. She is trying to return home as we were invited to do and connect with folks from Ghana and not be here. And I think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who wants to do that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that shit. If you have the extra guac to contribute to Jasmine's efforts, learn more about what she's doing, check out her GoFundMe, and help her buy land and build a home in Ghana, yo. Yep. Do that shit. Do that shit. That is our Pay Black Woman segment again yeah. if you would like to submit somebody for our pay black women segment you can send us your t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com so friend yes are you ready to throw motherfuckers in the pit to the pit yep let's do it who the fuck is this asshole say what again say what again i dare you i double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time the pit is where we throw people places and things that are trying to shit on our black joy. Sometimes they're just fucking with us. Sometimes it's race related. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes yeah. it's just something that's annoying. Who are we throwing in the pit this week? We are being proactive with this pit, okay? Mm, okay. It is, it is Black History Month. As we're recording this, is the first day. As you listen to it, this is just the first week. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? Fuck shit is going to happen during our month. People are going to pander in weird ways during our mm-hmm. month. People are going to fucking pander in, like, wrong ways. Like, no, we can tell your whole office is white and you did this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to happen. And every year that this happens, I see people say, oh, my God, not a Black History Month. They're ruining Black History Month. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And they're not ruining it because it's ours. But mm-hmm. we wanted to be proactive and throw all of that shit in the pit now mm-hmm. for everybody, for all the collective. We're throwing that shit in the pit to motherfucking day so we could enjoy our fucking month to the fullest so all of that shit is in the pit that weird office worker who's gonna actually maybe random black facts who's gonna assume that your red shirt means something now because of this Mm -hmm. month who's gonna fucking ask you what country you come from who's gonna all of the all of that shit Mm. That's going to happen this month. It happens all the time. But for some reason, it's like it accelerates this month. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. fucking turn the gear really hard. Mm-hmm. All of that is proactively in the pit because we want you to fucking enjoy the fuck out of this month. Yeah, we want to enjoy our Black History Month. It is ours. Uh, I mean, every month is ours, but we yeah. especially want to enjoy this fucking month without any bullshit. I want to throw in the pit like all those companies that want to like get black people to come and do free shit all yeah yeah during this month month. as as a programming for your black history month programming if you Uh are if you are bringing in a black person to do things for your organization during black history month to show black faces doing things pay those people yeah you know what i'm saying pay those fucking people so we're throwing you in the pit if you're not we're throwing you in the pit if you're not giving your black erg the appropriate amount of funds to buy all the snacks they need to have their fucking black history (laughs) month happy hour okay that's what i was gonna say fuck you for not supporting them properly 
Stop treating it like an afterthought too. Why are you planning whatever black history programming? Why did you start that today? Hello. Why'd you fuck why'd you start that today? What the fuck? Hello. You know how many times we have done we've been paid, but done black history stuff and it was like February twenty seventh? Because we know mm-hmm. that you didn't even start fucking thinking yep. about that shit until February first. Yep. yep. The fuck? In the pit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. They go in the pit. All of you brands and companies, I already saw a weird fucking Apple Watch that was like RB red, black, and green, and like. <laughs> Tell me about f- that. You was really bothered by the Apple Watch. Tell me about the Apple Watch. It was it was red. So, black oh, let and me green. say it first, right? So the app, yeah, Apple Watch band. It's like red, black, and green, and it t- it's just a watch in those colors. And okay, actually, this is what got me about the okay. watch real quick. Okay. I don't mind stuff like this because we buy in these products anyway. If that's your jam, I mean, I do go up for the Pan-African flag. We have it at all our, our shits. The, you know, yeah. we have the, the red, black, and green flag everywhere. I wouldn't wear it as an Apple Watch, I but maybe there are people either. who would, right? So my yeah. thing is, though, what percentage of these proceeds are going back to black people, None right? None of it. Well, no, there is a percentage of the proceeds. Oh, it's probably going. lower shit. Let's hear it. Thank you. I want to know <laughs> what portion. Not you can't. You cannot fucking make this shit and be like a portion, a percentage. A po- <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? My thing with that watch and why it was annoying is because it's performative. You could have had that watch exist any time of the year. Black people buy your shit True. all the time, all the times of the year. Now it's like, mm-hmm. let's make sure that that watch could be on sale all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time that watch could be on sale. Mm-hmm. We, we give y'all money all year long, all fucking year long. And if you really yeah. cared about your black customer base in that way, and you wanted to pander to us, you would just do that all year. Like you wouldn't just pick this month to just be like red, black, and you know, like come on, mm-hmm. Apple. Like that shit was whack. And like you said, it's how much money are you giving? Really cute. It's not really cute. It's not a cute watch. It's not cute. And guys. and and no shade, because I'm an RBG ass bitch. And when I say RBG, I'm talking about red, black, and green. I'm not talking about that woman, mm-hmm. right? I'm not wearing that. But like, nah, it wasn't people, cute. Like, give us design, cute. give us style, give us sleek. It was just, it was, not it was just cute. red, black, and green. It was not, it was not no. cute. Then I will say that I was in Target in January and they already had their Black History Month set up. Up, like I said, we're trying mm-hmm. early, but it just looked you like enjoyed they enjoyed that a lot. I, 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 no, no, I, I didn't enjoy it. I took a picture because that section was like. Literally, like, all of the black products that already were sold in Target. And I was like, let's put this here together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's put these here because we like black. It was just, we can tell when you're, like, not Did genuine. That, oh, that it didn't feel genuine to you? No. If they carry the products all year round, though, what's not no, no, genuine no. about putting to them To me, it wasn't genuine because it was just, like, I guess because I know how stores work. And it was, like. Uh-huh. the merchandiser just got all the black stuff and put it there. like it was stuff that wasn't even like i don't know i just it i didn't think it was genuine it was just like pour all the stuff here together the section wasn't even cute but it was target they don't be staying like that. i thought i don't know you sent me a picture of the section from to me also as a merchandiser as bitch mm-hmm. that look for a target we were mm-hmm. looking at i was like this is not bad this is mm-hmm. target to me it's pandering when Y'all like what you just said. Y'all don't sell this shit all year round. So these are these are black owned companies and products and shit like that. That like if you putting it in this in this well, it wasn't black owned stuff. Just anything with a black face, a black book, a black 
Like it wasn't like black owned stuff. It was just like okay. all the black stuff is here. It wasn't like uh-huh. here's some black owned things. Like here's so it was just like what's those figurines? The ones that are like Disney figures, but then it's all they have the big heads. Oh, uh, Funko, Fun, whatever the fucks. I guess yeah, it was all of those mm-hmm. in that section. Funko Pops, I think. Yes, it was all of those, and then that particular one only had Ava DuVernay and something else, and then it was mm. like. All the books that they had were like they would have black characters, and then any clothing that had like a black character thing on it, mm. all of that was just together. It wasn't black on stuff; it was just like it was okay. I got you. It was this is Black History Month, right? All the black buy, stuff in this section. black things. These are things black people who like blackness might enjoy. Wait, might and yeah. Okay. And we did it. <laughs> Right. Okay, I got you. Did it. If it was black products, they dead serious. Honey pot is sold in Target. That's a black product. Mm-hmm. You could that was like if it was like an initiative in that way, let's center right. and have all these black products highlighted in this way. Mm-hmm. You have products you could have did that with. No, you just stole. Remember they did anything? that last year? God, you remember how much trouble they got into for caring about having black owned businesses in a fucking store last year or whenever it was when Honey Pot was like, yeah. It's important to me to No, because it was different. It wasn't, it was like, wait, what was that? They always had, you talking about hair products? They always have our stuff separate. So I'm talking about the campaign that Target did highlighting their black owned business when they were highlighting Honey Honey Pot and the fact the that it's in their it. stores. It's, yes, it's a black owned company and white people were enraged at the fact that she would even in the promo ad that Target ran yeah. mention giving a shit about setting an example and being a black owned business yeah but that's white people being mad black people weren't mad if the month mm-hmm. is black history month this is for black people continue mm-hmm. doing that it was white people who right. were mad. Who gives a fuck if these white people was mad because you decided we're going to highlight black businesses that's something completely mm-hmm. different than if black people was like uh-uh don't be putting mm-hmm. that's that's okay right. they don't like right. that let's figure out something else but white people like who the fuck cares if white people are mad mm-hmm. about black businesses if you really care about black people right. about black businesses being together in a fucking store like it was mm-hmm. literally just like oh this product has a black face on it let's put it over here so that's weird but like we just we're all we're gonna see fucked up shit like that we're gonna see i don't know if it was true remember years ago where it was like the black history section and someone put cotton ball packages in a thing oh it was like gosh. for rite aid we're going oh to see fuck shit or wait a minute you know what? I'm thinking about that now and having been a retail ass person, mm-hmm. you know one of us did that, right? Yeah, I would have did something like that too. Because like, <laughs> like, be like, ah, I was like that. I was like that. You know one of us did that. You got us working <laughs> this ridiculous thing. You want you want me to set up this Black History Month thing that's already a little silly. And you know certain places don't be giving you no direction. They just At work all. you to death and be like, yo, can you set this up? We just need to have these things and then just do what you want. You're like, okay. okay. Definitely one of us as a teenager or in our early 20s would have definitely who, put the cotton that? balls there yeah, sure. for fun and laughs because it's funny if you in on the joke and you know a black person did it and you laughing with your black co-workers it's yeah. not funny when people <laughs> come to the store and get mad but actually it. it is still funny to you as an employee of that organization because the organization gets in trouble exactly and it's like yeah i hate y'all you've been fucking with my hours anyway and yes. i've been asked you for a fucking saturday off yeah so we're gonna see fuck shit. We live in a white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic world. 
Mm-hmm. You think they're going to take a month off because it's Black History Month? They are not. Right. Don't let them steal your joy. You still enjoy your month. You still, mm-hmm. how I don't know what people do for Black History Month, but do whatever the fuck that shit is. Don't let them take that shit. All of that shit right now is in the pit. We just, we just did it for you. It's all in the pit. Because mm-hmm. shit's going to happen. Nothing nope. is ruining Black History Month. Nope. Nothing. All right? Mm-mm. Enjoy your shit. It's another opportunity to celebrate yourself, yo. Word. But yeah, it's all in the pit already. It's in the pit already. You have any other black history month foolery to throw in here? It did have the nerve to snow a blizzard of whiteness on the first day of Black History Month here in New York. It did do that. No one asked for a white black history month. Nobody asked for it, you know? No one. But that's it, really. I mean, I know there are black people who enjoy snow. I'm not one of those people. I am not either. I'm grateful that I did not have to go outside today. Same, 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 same. All right. I think yeah. we did a motherfucking show. We did, we did. Be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Follow us there. We love to hear from you. Send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Visit our website, T with Queen and J dot com. Follow my personal social media. I am at the Queen Speaks underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tell them who you are, Jay. Yeah, you can follow me at Jenicia F on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's at J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. I think that's the hashtag. Hashtag Black History Month. Hashtag BHM. Yes. Hashtag that shit. Like we said, we will be doing two bonus episodes. If you are a Patreon supporter, we will be doing two bonus episodes on the Patreon this month. The best way to listen to those, I think, is if you are, if you have the Patreon app on your phone, there's a way that you can get the our RSS feed to wherever you listen to our podcast regularly. So check that out. You can do that there. That's the best way to do it. Anything else? No. We did it. We did the damn thing, girl. We did. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from a black girl named Candace. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. What inspires me is life. I mean, what else? It's what goes on while I'm still here. That inspires me. The fact that I am still here, good Lord, do you know how long I've been here? It never occurred to me I would be here this long. And win five nominations? Oh, dear God, thank you. Thank you. I know I have you to thank.